So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first? Talks first. I am one of your hosts. I am CT. I'm your other host. I'm Solo. And welcome back to our podcast. So there is not too much happening this week. We're mostly Star Wars podcast, and yes. there's mostly not anything going on. <laughs> so we have a few things to talk about today, which are, which are kind of exciting, and a few things that are just catching up on what we've missed. So on today's episode, we're going to be covering basically some recent Star Wars celebration news Mm -hmm. that came out. And later in the episode, we're going to be talking about, we're going to be catching up on Resistance and the trailer for Resistance in the last few episodes that we haven't covered here on the show. Yes. But first and foremost, we're going to give a shout out to my boy, Adam Driver, who got nominated for the Academy Award today. Yay! I'm very excited. Snaps for him. And also, with that nomination came a confirmation that as of today, January 22nd, he is still shooting Star Wars in London. Uh, they were saying that Spike Lee was getting all these messages and they went to congratulate Adam, but he's still in London, in London. shooting Star Wars. Which is great, because... That means he's got a lot to film. Hopefully. Well, he's been, he's been gone for a long time because he's been doing all the pre- press junkets. Uh-uh. And we've been hearing recently that... Things are kind of slowing down. It's just basically it's like skeleton crews. Basically agreeing with this quote-unquote theory from uh, Scavengers Horde, who was brought this up on their podcast uh, last week, is that when it comes to like the really, really intimate, like, spoiler-heavy scenes... They're going to have less people they're there. They're going to have less people there. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this means good things. I'm just glad Adam's still shooting because... Mm-hmm. I just need more of him in the movie. <laughs> also, the longer he's filming, that means, that should mean, the longer he's in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, well, maybe. Hopefully he's not dying. <laughs> Hopefully not. F- fingers crossed that he is there. We've heard a lot of good, like, Star Wars rumors recently, but mm-hmm. we won't be talking about them on this episode. We're going to save them for a little bit later. So, our congratulations to Adam Driver, who, of course, we're very close friends with. One time he looked in my general directions. Yes. And when... one time he held a pin that you made. Oh, yeah, he did. We're very close friends. Best friends. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm... You thought you and Josh Gad were close? No, me and Adam. Yeah. He looked in my general direction and held a pin that I made once. Yep. It was great. But Daisy and I actually looked at each other and waved at each other once. That's true. I was wearing a, da- a Ray dress. And yeah. she was like... Yay! But I'm like, I love you! Yep. <laughs> like a, a normal human being would. That was great. That was a great day. I, it, I'm i getting so excited and sad for episode 9 stuff to start amping up, because I'm gonna be so sad because it's over. With The Last Jedi, you, I was just like, of course I was nervous, but mostly really excited to be doing all this stuff, because you still had one more, one more time, one more go around, yeah. you know? And I don't know how invested I'll be in these the new movies after nine. Yeah. I just know I'm very invested right now. I don't really trust Bane off and Weiss. I also just hate it when things end. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm not ready. I'm not ready for these actors to be done with these characters. Uh-huh. It's going to be so rough. I still want to do Force Friday, all the like trailer events, but also I'm not sure how invested I can be the month beforehand mm-hmm. because I'm going to be such a wreck. Yeah, the anxiety is going to be like. <laughs> the anxiety is going to be so bad. And unless they come out beforehand and being like, just to soothe their minds, Kylo gets redeemed and he doesn't die. <laughs> Which they're not <laughs> going to happen. I'm going to be a flipping mess. In fact, they're probably going to play up. There's going to be a scene where you see like someone swinging a lightsaber and then it cuts to Kylo and you're going to be like, oh my God, is this where he dies? And you're going to be like, it's just going to make your anxiety worse. Oh, probably. It, so, I mean, obviously we can take nothing that Mark Hamill says seriously. Obviously. Mark Hamill. <laughs> but he tweeted, like, a congratulations to Adam Driver. And he was like, congratulations, Adam Driver, on uh, getting an Academy Award for your role in which you pretend that you're a really, a really bad guy, but you're not. Where you <laughs> pretend you're evil, but you're not. And then he had, like, a winky face. <laughs> yeah, Mark? Yeah? Tell me more, please? <laughs> so, I mean... Yeah, you can't really trust Mark no. with anything. But he has been been a big proprietor of the... He's... He's just going... He needs someone to help him. Yeah. He needs help. <laughs> someone help him. Someone help him. It couldn't have been my character, even though I wish it had been. <laughs> yeah, I, I think today was a fun day. Again, a congratulations to the Black Klansmen crew. They got a lot of awards. Yeah. And As they deserve. I think Spider-Verse got nominated for Best Animated Picture. It better have. It fucking better have. That's all, those are like the only two movies I really cared about this year. So yeah. please say those. Well, Black I, Panther was this year too. Oh yeah, I forgot. Because Black, Black Panther got nominated for Best Picture. Good. Which is very exciting. Yes. Remember yeah. when they were like, we'll just make a bullshit category, category called like Best Popular Film. And you were like, what? What? Stop it. Shut the fuck up. I wish something like Spider-Verse could be nominated for Best Picture mm-hmm. of the Year, because honestly, it was probably my favorite film of the year. Yeah, I agree. But but animation cannot get recognized yet. Live-action comic book movies Hey, Beauty just and the can't. Beast was nominated for Best Picture of the Year. Like, just... Oh, like the animated one? Yeah. Forever Go? Yeah. Was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. That's the last one that was. Mm. Ever since then, they just stuck in the animated category. Got it. So I hope that one day, Spider-Verse, I felt like, could have broke that in, because it was so good. I feel like the the superhero live-action movies will be accepted first, which we've seen now. Yeah, with Black Panther. And then maybe that'll move into animated, because the Academy of Snobs. They are snobs. It's very political as well. Yes. But moving on from the Academy, mm. let's talk a little bit about Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, let's do it. Because Star Wars and Celebration, I think, is in 70 days from now. It's coming up quick. You need to go get plane That's tickets. That's so soon. It's so soon. Yeah, I gotta get plane tickets. <laughs> we do have our normal tickets. We have a hotel room. We're ready to go. We're still waiting to hear back about if we're actually going to be doing anything on Star Wars Celebration. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll keep you updated on that point. We might just have a meetup at one point because I have a bunch of swag pins. Yeah. A bunch of them. And made I mean just for this. Made just for this event and all free. You just have to come to wherever we say we mm-hmm. are at this time. Hopefully we'll have one event, but if not, yeah, we'll definitely just have a meetup. A, a meetup some sometime with people and it will be fun. This is an interesting report and I'm not sure how accurate it is. But I think it's just something that we can talk about is that somebody had released that the McCormick Center had said that the attendance for Star Wars Celebration this year was estimated to be around 30,000, 
which, wow, that's a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But not nearly as much as Star Wars Celebration Orlando, which was, I think they reported 70,000 ticketed uh, people, but around 80,000 people showed up. Yeah. Which is an insane amount. And I would just be wildly thankful and impressed if Star Wars Celebration actually took the pay cut, Mm quote-unquote, to have less people there. Yeah. Because this is the first time ever that Star Wars Celebration has sold out this quickly. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was nuts. Like, I wouldn't have gotten a ticket if a friend hadn't bought into. Yeah. Because I thought for sure it was going to be just as easy as last year. Yeah. I mean, you... Because you lost your badges. Yeah. So, if you don't remember from last oh, year, yeah, you you lost your badges. I left them here, and so I had to rebuy- In California. Yeah, so in we... California. And I had a friend overnighting them to me, but I still needed one for, like, that first night. So I was still able to buy that one. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I mean? But it was, it was a whole mess. And I was like, of course- I left the one thing that I need. I need my boarding pass and my Star Wars Celebration tickets. Leaves them. But at the con, <laughs> you were still able to buy all of the badges except, except for Saturday. Except for Saturday. and Which I think Saturday was the one day I did need. Yeah. Because I had flown in on Friday, I believe. Yeah. Because I, I had to work. I think you flew in... Did I fly in Thursday night? Yeah, you flew in Thursday because Thursday okay. was an actual day. So you missed Thursday, so you yes. got there Thursday night. Okay, yeah. But you did need Saturday. But you could buy, you could still buy all of them. And in this, at the actual con, mm. and this year, you cannot. The only day that's still available is Monday. Yeah. Which is a brand new day for a convention. Mm-hmm. No one ever does Monday. I guess it's good if you really just want to go on the last day and get whatever merch is left. Mm-hmm. But also, it's like, it's Star Wars what merch is going to be left? That's what day zero is for. <laughs> because I'm, I think, I don't know what day we got into shop, but... By the time we had gotten into the store, the only size left jackets they had were, like, extra, <laughs> extra large. Extra large and 2XL and stuff. And yeah. I had a friend, because that line was so long, he just handed me a bunch of cash and was like, just buy whatever they have left. So I was like, Which all right. not much. Here's a bunch of extra large jackets. Yeah. That's all they have. So I'm, I'm going to be really grateful if they did actually sacrifice um, for the safety of the, the yeah. attendees. And just for the comfort of the attendees, if they did and cut the their numbers in half. Yeah. yeah. Because it, it sucks when you just, you can't do anything because the lines are so long for everything. Every single booth, every single shop, every single panel, everything. Like, I didn't do much at Star Wars Celebration. Did you do any panels? No. Alright. I live streamed them because I, I fully admit that I am a person that, like, I used to attend conventions a lot, but my anxiety has gotten worse as I get older, and being around crowds and people for that long just make me really uncomfortable, so I'm like, for my own comfort, I'm just gonna live stream them. Mm -hmm. But then I'd be just trying to buy shit, and I'm like, oh my god. The lines for everything are just terrible. Just absolutely terrible. Yeah, and the, the, like, the line to get into the main store was the worst. The... The lines for any of the pins were awful. You you got ended up getting the hair up done, right? Yeah, I you did. did after having an almost mental you breakdown. You almost had a breakdown about that one because I had waited for so long and people kept cutting in line, being like, "Oh, they were holding a spot for me and these other five people," and they were like, "Oh my!" I just because yeah, I got I got one pin and then because they had a raffle with the hair up pin and. 
We got so many of those dumb raffle tickets. And basically with the raffle tickets, what they did at that booth, and I think that booth was Gentle Giant. Yeah, Gentle Giant. Is that you picked a raffle ticket, and basically the color was the, if you got in or not. Yes. And each day the color would change. And we went in and picked so many gosh darn tickets. And I never got- And we never got one. My boyfriend, he's getting into line with me, because they did have some just reserved for the line. Uh Uh-huh. I just go say, Matt, go pick- Go pick a ticket. Just go get one. Mm-hmm. He gets one ticket. And it's the winning one. And it's the winning one. Yeah. So, thanks, thanks, Bip, for yeah. that. So, they've announced nearly nothing else about Celebration, because at this point last year, I think we like badge art. Uh, I think we'd gotten pin announcements. Mm-hmm. And we haven't gotten any of that yet, and I really hope they still do pin announcements. Mm-hmm. Clearly, they're still going to have badges. Yeah. I'm not sure <laughs> they're going to have unique badge art, but... I don't know why they wouldn't. I don't... I- like, honestly. I hope so. That's one of the most, I mean. They're fun. You have a convention full of a lot of collectors mm-hmm. who even just having unique badge art, that's fun. A lot of collectors and also you draw in a lot of artists and having like cool original art on your badge is cool and it also like helps feed that community, mm-hmm. right? If you have a new person to design these pins and like your badge art is done by these like well-known artists that people know in the community, that's cool. Yes, almost celebration. Let me design your pins. Yes, almost celebration. I mean, we'll have our own. It's line already. Of pins. You better already have someone lined up by now. But if not, uh, no, I don't want to do that now. Are you aware how much work that would be before celebration? Just use what you already get. If, if they just, just want your pin hearts. badges, if they just want those little pin badges, there you go. Yeah, you just, can have those. You just your heart designs and just be like these. There you go. You guys have to manufacture them, not me. Yeah. Yeah, we will have our own line of pins at Celebration, but they're they're pin badges, so they're not nice, but they're fun. They have little faces on them. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the only thing we have gotten, like, formally announced right now, I think a few artists have been announced, but Mm -hmm. I'm not familiar with their work right now. But we did get the Star Wars Celebration official poster, and it's beautiful. (laughs) And this is my first time looking at it. Dooku. Dooku gets top billing on this poster. Dooku? I'm so proud of my boy. So if you haven't seen this poster yet, basically it's this like split screen poster with uh, the light side, dark side characters. We've seen this concept a lot. But there's a lot I want to break down about this because there's just a lot going there's on. There's so much going on. And also, like, ugh, I immediately just want to be like, Padme's right in the middle. I know. She's light side, dark side. I know. What does it mean <laughs> that she is representative of the balance? It's I mean, like it... her, Yoda, and R2. <laughs> no, I mean, R2's clearly he's, on that blue he's, side. He's rolling into the, the... Yeah, he's got... He's reflective, but, but I'm he's like... He's got reflective of that dark side on him. I'm, uh, I, I'm, You're I'm, trying I'm, to... Like, it's a touch screen. I'm just trying to, like... Oh. It's a laptop. She can't do this. I know. <laughs> I'm just so used to everything being on an iPad, but I'm like, oh my god, this poster is so good. I, I am in love with this poster, and I will get it as soon as I can. Yes. The first thing that stood out to me is <laughs> that Dooku gets prime billing. He's giant! He's bigger than Han Solo. He's bigger than Han, Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. He's like the size of Leia on this. Which is very interesting, but I'm not mad about it. I'm not. I'm so happy. I'm sure other people are. That's why I feel but... <laughs> like this this poster is, prime, uh, is made for me. Because, I mean, <laughs> people, I've seen a couple people already asked, like, why Poe isn't on the poster, but also C-3PO isn't on the poster, BB-8's not on the yeah. poster, Hux isn't on the poster. Mm-hmm. You don't have a 
a few major characters on the poster. And honestly, I think this artist just ran out of time because the light side <laughs> definitely has, has way more. Yeah. And there's definitely more characters on the Yeah. on this side than there is. Like there's empty spaces on the left side. Absolutely. Poster. So I wouldn't be surprised if this artist just ran out of time and was like, "Sorry, 3PO and Poe." Yeah. But uh, Finn and Lando are both on it, which I'm very excited about because I feel like a lot in a lot of these group posters they, they focus just kind of the, like the legacy characters, yeah, which is understandable, but it leaves off Finn and Lando and quite often a lot, yeah. And of course, I would have loved to see like Rose on this poster as well. Mm-hmm. But you know, you can't win them all. I'm just Dooku gets huge prime bill uh billing here. We get Phasma, mm-hmm. and Padme is right at the like the center of this <sighs> symbol, and she's like me. half ignited in red, half ignited in blue, because it's all gonna come down to how Padme is the most important character in Star Wars. It better because Kylo will turn back to the light side because he realizes how amazing his grandmother was. That's it. Yep, that's it. That's the whole... It couldn't have anything to do with Anakin showing up and being like, listen, I've made mistakes. I created the monster that I tried to fight against for my wife, and I don't want to see you do the same thing. Mm -hmm. I literally became my own worst fear. Yeah, I think, like, the positioning of Padme is just so interesting on this poster, and I love it. I love it. And I also love that, like, you can just, like, have a nice vision of Rey... Padme. Padme, then Kylo, uh-huh. and Grievous is in the corner, like, hey, it's me! He's like, General Kenobi! <laughs> because also, being the giant Raylo that I am, right. I'm a big fan of the alignment of Rey and Kylo, how they're, they're sort of back-to-back, but mm-hmm. also looking back at each other, and their sabers are, like, perfectly aligned. It's perfect. And also, Kylo's eye line has been adjusted, because I, I, I'm very familiar with all of With these. the weird leaning Kylo? That- <laughs> the weird lean boy? I'm very familiar with all the uh, photos that these are all referenced, and, like, just from this photo that I'm not, like, I'm looking at isn't super high-res, but it's high-res enough that I'm, like, they adjusted his eyeline, so it was just a little more over his shoulder than it was, like, beforehand. So they're really just, like, looking back at each other. Love it. I'm such a big fan of this poster. Can you believe that in 2019... Dooku is the largest character on the dark side side besides, besides Vader. Vader, yeah, and maybe Palpatine. Palpatine's face is bigger, but you oh. get more of Dooku's you hot do. bod. It's interesting to me that Palpatine is in blue. Yeah, yeah I think just because he's in like the yeah. sky at that point. But yeah, that is an interesting, interesting choice. But he's still on the dark side. Oh, absolutely. There we go. Look and at Obi Wan. Look at all this Obi Wan bod. And they have they have a nice like Luke and Vader split thing at the mm-hmm. top it's just a really beautiful poster, poster. and i apologize i do not have the artist's name because we're not even the best one not even close to the best one Mm-mm. but very good i and and young obi-wan yes that's <laughs> that's another a more plus young obi-wan we usually only get old obi-wan so we get young obi-wan count dooku padme Front and center in this poetic masterpiece, Kylo and Rey, like, back to back, but looking back at each other. It's a pretty Aces poster. It's beautiful. It's quite lovely. Big fan. 10 out of 10. So, moving on from Star Wars Celebration, which very excited about. I, I can't wait 
I I hope it's gonna be awesome. I I'm in this weird spot where I just keep like pushing it away that it's gonna happen because I have so much like anxiety about it. Cause I'm like, man, I just there's so much that could happen. There's so much. Uh, let's just not even think about it until I'm there. So I'm, I just keep pushing it off until, like, when I'm there, and then I'm just going to be completely overwhelmed by it all. <laughs> I'm getting my uh, Padme costume fitted on Friday. Yeah! I'm very excited. So I'm, I have one new costume that I'm aiming to make for Celebration, and that's Picnic Padme. Perfect. That's, that's like, my dream Padme costume. Yeah, it's and a I just, cute wing. I just want to have one nice costume that I'll probably wear on the first day, because after that, I'm going to look like a hobo. Yep. We're not going to be cute after that. Nope. Uh, but last uh, but not least, we're going to go, we're going to catch up from Star Wars Resistance. Yeah. So we got, should we do the trailer first or should we talk about no, the episodes first? Uh, I, we should probably do the finale first and okay. then the trailer and then the other two that have come out. So, right? yeah, it's been a while since I, I've seen Stacia Theta Black. Mm-hmm. So you're up... <laughs> Give us a rundown on how you felt about it, because all I really remember was that Poe was there, and they were like, ooh, First Order, shit. Yeah. I mean, it was a good, it was, it's an action episode. Mm-hmm. So for me, it wasn't, like, super exciting, because mm-hmm. I'm more of about the character journey stories and, you know, stuff like that, but it was very cool to see Leia and Poe and Kaz all on the screen together. Uh, the episode was about them showing up at the station and trying to be like, oh, we're going to figure out what's going on here. What? The station is set to explode? Why? Oh, it's because they're mining a bunch of, I think it was called like Destructium. And I was like, they said it in the the last episode that we watched what it was. It was like Dreadrium. I swear to God, it was like literally Destructium. (laughs) Again, we're not the best one. They're like, what's that used for? It's used for making blasters. They sure are mining a fuck ton of it. What could they be doing with it? Hmm. And then Phasma's there, and they they have a cool, like, there's a bunch of fighting and blasting and starship stuff, but the most important part was when BB-8 and CB... What is it? CB-23. CB-23 reunite, and they, they chirp at each other and pose like, all right, love droids. There's, there'll be time to catch up later, and I'm like, that's my ship. They're so cute. They're good. They're good droids. They're they're adorable together, but uh, I mean, the episode was cool. It was just a lot of action. It was cool to see existing characters and new characters for the show interacting. That's so, what was in the yeah. episode, right? Yeah. It was cool to see them interacting all like so seamlessly, and you know, I can't wait for them to be to to get to move forward. To move forward and get to, like, where the movies start. Because that's gonna be where it all, like, goes down. I It's gonna be so... Because BB-8 has to leave any second now, which I'm gonna be devastated about. And I just assume CB-23 is going to take his place. Mm-hmm. Except for in the trailer. So I guess we could talk about the trailer now. Because yeah. that trailer was for the mid-season. Right. And the next two episodes were after that. Yes. Like, Kaz is swimming on a droid that... Was, wasn't, like, a black little droid, though? I think so. Did it did it look... I should have paid more attention, but... That's for a podcast that is the best one, and we are very straightforward about the fact that we are not. We are not? We do it, not it do... It looks like BB-9E, but... 
But that wouldn't make sense. It could be another BB-90. It could be. They could just repurpose one, like, like K2SO style. Okay. Theory. BB-9E joins the Colossus crew. And as then, a spy. As a, well, no, as, he's mm. loyal to Kaz. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. No, he's not. Because <laughs> I was like, Because uh, he tells on BB-8. Yeah. As a spy. And then he goes back to the First Order with all that information. And he's like, you know what? I didn't like how Kaz liked BB-8 so much. Fuck him. He's yeah. my rival. <laughs> if or I ever see him again. BB-8, or BB-9E, gets wildly jealous. Mm-hmm. Of CB-23 and BB-8's relationship. <gasps> and wants to get BB-8 out of the picture. Yep. That's what it's about. Oh my god. It's a droid love triangle. This is what the sequel trilogy's been about the whole time. We've been this, so blind. <laughs> this droid love triangle! I'm here for it. Because we've, obviously we're gonna get more uh, droid, we've had some droid rumors mm-hmm. about episode 9. But I refuse to listen to any droid rumors after BB-9E because BB-9E just was in the movie for 0.5 seconds. Yep. And we were like, oh my god, it's, what if it's, what if it's Ben's droid? What if it's Ben's droid? We were so so attached to that and I wanted Kylo to have a droid. Especially because they're supposed to be like therapy companion droids. Like, Yeah. I, man, I wish I lived in the day where we had like therapy droids me too i guess we i guess we kind of do because we have dogs well no but we can't have dogs in our apartment but we could have a therapy droid we could also technically have a therapy dog if it was an emotional support animal that's true but we don't really technically live here so yeah 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 we don't want to push it we're not pushing our luck but we could we do pay rent just just so you know just so we clarify because our landlord clearly listens to the podcast but we work around some other things and, and we don't want to push it by cheating the system to have an emotional support no, 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 animal. No, exactly. But yeah, I, I would just love, a, like, a BB-8. Because I, I just want something that can, is a little sentient to yeah. how I'm feeling. That would be dope. And also, like, I don't know, something I don't have to worry about having to feed. Because that's my big thing about not having an animal right now is, can I afford to take care of something that solely relies on me? No. So a droid would be nice, because he'd just yeah. be like... Just charge yourself. There you go. The end. Give him some oil. It's yeah. all good. This trailer for the second half of Resistance is hype as fuck. Hype as fuck, man. Yeah. Holy shit. And I, I talked to Brandon a little bit about it because he asked me if I had seen the trailer. And I was like, what? That was like a movie trailer. Yeah. That got me as hyped as like seeing an, like an episode eight trailer, basically. And then he just told us, he's like, that's because Lucasfilm actually got to edit that trailer Ooh. when Disney had been editing the other ones. Ah. Which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense, because that was so good. It's so epic. When Hux comes in, and he's make, doing his monologue, and you're just like, I have goosebumps, oh my god. <laughs> and even though you, you made the comment yeah. of how Hux isn't nearly as animated in the animated show uh. as he is in... The, the movie. The movie. Like, he's just, he looks very dead face in the trailer while he's, like, screaming and, and vile and he's doing, like, the first order will break. And you're like, for the, since for the second time this podcast, I'm going to credit this back to Scavenger's Horde because I thought this was hilarious. I think it was Kirsty who was saying that the first order was so embarrassed by how dramatic Hux was <laughs> they, that they edited the footage. <laughs> That was broadcast. He's like, he's too emotional. We have to edit oh that God, out. Oh, God. We have to, we have to, like, p- 
put dots on his face and just calm it down a little bit because no one's gonna take us seriously. If he's if he's a vile oh maniac. I'm just the, we like, can't broadcast this! I, and Huck's just like, wait. My dream job is the First Order VFX squad. <laughs> Who's just like, oh no. He's like, he's like salivating and drooling and spitting everywhere. We gotta, we gotta take this we out. We fix this. No one is gonna join us if that's the case. But I just like, love that idea that the editors are just like, oh god. How do we get people? You couldn't have given me a little bit easier current yeah. person to work with? Oh my god. What a ham. But, yeah, Resistance is about to get really real. Uh-huh. Because, and also, we have uh, slouchy hair, Kaz. <sighs> Where he's obviously a wet boy, and he looks so handsome. Well, I mean a wet boy, like he looks like he just came out of the water. <laughs> Why are you laughing? What are you laughing about? That was an innocent statement. Well, like, I'm just going with that he hasn't just, he hasn't, like, He's just been distressed, so he hasn't put hair gel in. To me, it looked like he'd just come out of the water. He, he all his hair gel in. Was he just wearing out. the black shirt, or was he in the green vest? I think he's only wearing the black shirt, which just means... Dear oh, Lucasfilm, yeah. I know you've animated most of season one and season two by now. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Resistance was officially picked up for season two. Yay! Um, but, but... Get rid of the green jacket. Black t-shirt. Black t-shirt only. Mm-hmm. It, it's such a good look. He, he's so handsome when he's just in that black t-shirt, which I don't understand how that is such a drastic difference. Yeah. But it is, and it works, and keep doing it. Because in the trailer we see Kaz with, like, his hair down, his hair with a good old emo bang, and you just kind of wonder, is, is Kaz's family going to die? Because at that point it's looking like it. Yeah. It's, he he looks like he had his join the cause moment, which in Star Wars usually is my family's yeah, dead. Yeah. I mean, technically he had already joined the cause. Yeah. So maybe he doesn't need that moment, I hope. But he had like this deeper yeah. kind of conviction, I feel like, in this trailer. Yeah. But that cast could have to do with editing. Um, I mean, it's his family is in Hosnian Prime. It would yeah. make sense for them to die. A little part of me always just kind of thought that because of the First Order presence on the Colossus, Kaz might get a little bit of a leeway and tell his family to leave Mm -hmm. before anything happens. And obviously he would still be just as torn up as his home and his innocent people being destroyed. Yeah. That would wreck a lot of people. But do you think Kaz's family is going (sighs) to die, die? It's it's a huge toss-up for me because... Has Kaz mentioned siblings? Because I swear he mentioned having a sister, but am I just not? See, I thought he had mentioned having a brother. Who knows? Part of me thinks that he has a sibling, but... Because I know that... He just seems like a little brother. He does seem like a brother. His family. I I see him as a middle child, personally. I That's what I picture him in my mind, because he's very good with, like, younger characters. With kids. Mm Mm-hmm. And I also see him being a little spoiled and being a baby sibling, so I picture him as a middle child. Yeah. But, I don't actually know if we've had any of that confirmed. I, I'm not seeing any other Zionos listed here. Got it. So I think we have no idea. I just made up in my mind that he has a sister. And I made up that he had a brother, so. (laughs) There we go. Perfect. 
Sounds good. These but, are just things that we think about. They're like, oh, look at that character. He's probably a middle child. He's <laughs> probably a middle child. Because uh, I love, I love siblings. Yeah, me and too. And I would love some more of it. Mm-hmm. So. And I would also love them to not just immediately be killed. There we go. That's what I would like. That would be very good. Because, like, remember Sabine and her brother? Cute. Oh, they were so cute. Cute. Big fan. Need more, like, platonic love relationships. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's good to see Familial. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I couldn't pi- picture that word. I was like, platonic love! That's Because I love Luke and Leia. And trust me, I love yeah. ro- I love romance a oh, lot. absolutely. But I think familial love stories are also, like, yeah. very touching. We've talked about this a thousand times, that, like, all the forms of love should be... In media. Speaking of which, we can go on to the next uh, oh, yeah. episode called Bebo. Yeah. <laughs> this one was pretty straightforward. It It's kind of a very predictable plot. Niku finds a little animal. He names it Bebo. It reminds him of a pet that he used to have. And then this creature starts attacking the base. <gasps> and they're like, why is this happening? And also, it's very clear that the... Uh, the twins, the mm. brother and sister that are on the kids, the, yeah. the kids, that they're like, I have these premonition dreams all the time, and when I have them a lot, they come true. Oh. Oh, what could it be? You have a force. Okay. Yeah. So, they, this creature keeps attacking the base, that was the premonition that the girl kept having, mm-hmm. and... It seems to be going after the little thing. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, that's because it wants to eat this small thing. Apparently that's the only one in the entire ocean. He wants to eat that small thing. And if you've watched any television before ever, yeah. we all know that this is the creature's mother. Yeah. <laughs> or parent of Zorts. Yeah. And that's how the episode ends. It was cute. Yeah. But familial love between mother and child. Yep. I found myself like... I didn't actually fast forward through this episode, but I was very much wanting to because I just knew how it was going to end. It's a trope that we've seen a lot, even in Star Wars. We saw it in Rebels. I don't know if we saw it in Clone Wars. Didn't we see it in Rebels with the the pigs? With the the space hippo thingies? Did they one have a kid? I I thought so. Maybe not. I feel like we're... But I feel like... I, I don't know. I guess I'm just maybe... Smashing a bunch of things together, but I have seen that in media yeah, it's, so it's, often. It's a I'm... very familiar trope. Yeah, that uh, it kind of brings you back to the like everyone loves something, everything is loved by something. Yeah, and that's a George Lucas quote. I'm misquoting it. He said it much better than I did. By everyone loves something, kid, <laughs> kid. But he was talking about how the the monster in the uh, I want to call it a rath tar, but it's not the rath tar because the rath tar is the big roly ball thing. Mm-hmm. What's the? Do you remember the thing in Return of the Jedi, the monster in the prison that tries to eat Luke and actually does eat the Twi'lek girl? <laughs> what that's called? I do not remember what it is called. I I should. It has a pop figure. It does have a pop figure, but there he was talking about how even when that creature dies, the the trainer, the master of that mm-hmm. creature, is crying over that monster. And mm-hmm. that was just kind of this overall symbolism that everything is loved, is loved by, by something. something. Mm-hmm. And I love that. That even this huge beast that was, was someone's pet yeah. was, like, loved by its master. 
by its owner, by its mm-hmm. human trainer, parents, trainer, thing, whatever it yeah. was. Because that's what Star Wars is about, kids. Yep. Uh, but then the episode that we most recently watched, was that one just called Bitey? I think it was just called Bitey. No, it was called Dangerous Business. Nope, yep, it was just called Dangerous Business. Yeah. <laughs> close. Very close. I think I was just thinking of the last one was called Bebo. So. Yeah, I think that's why. I'm like, the next one is just called Bitey. Nope. And I, I really enjoyed this episode. We get more flicks and Orca, who I really like. They're so cute. They're so cute. There are they're first very on-screen couple. Uh, couple. Like, gay couple. Yeah, they're very good couple. They're very good. They're, like, dialogue back and forth is very good. You can tell these characters have been with each other for a long time. <laughs> it's, like, it's very, it's a long story. It has a very tragic, tragic ending, ending, but we're going to visit my mother. <laughs> and they're like, yep, I can relate to that. It's so good. So, Flakes and Orca, they need Kaz to watch the shop in exchange for some goods while they go and visit Flix's mother. And... <laughs> it's so cute. They are. They're so cute. I want... People need to start writing Flix and Orca into scripts. Yeah, I agree. Like, they own, like, the local coffee shop. <laughs> yeah! Like... And they're just cute, like, little bickering little couples. Picks, yeah. They're not even bickering, but they have this cute, these cute quips back and forth to each other all the time in the background. Very they good. They have a very good dynamic. I love I it. Love. So they leave, uh, I almost called him Hux, uh, <laughs> Kaz is in charge, and- This uh, boy has never worked retail in his life. That's, both of us were saying that each other, watching Kaz deal with customers, mm. and watching what he's saying to customers, and both you and I just looked at each other being like, this boy has never, what a spoiled boy, he's never had to work retail. Never. He has no idea how to talk to customers. No idea, and he has no idea what loss prevention is. He's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, sure, I'll leave the shop unattended for this sketchy guy. Absolutely. Don't lock up the door while I'm gone, BB. Bye. And, and also, like, telling a customer that you have one, yeah. but you can't sell yeah. it. We totally have one, but that. not for you. Oh my gosh. It's already been sold. You just and go, nah, don't got Because both of us, at <laughs> points in life, have worked in stores where they sell collectibles. Yeah. And you get the collectibles before street date, but you can't sell yeah. them before the street date. And you don't never say, say that you have them. Oh yeah, we have them in the back. But we they're, can't. They're right back there, behind that door. Right there. Right there. Oh, you want me to leave? So that the door will be unguarded? Cool, yeah, I'll do that. Like, and also you're just going to run behind people who don't understand that why you can't yeah. sell it if you have it. Yeah. Because it's illegal. Yeah. So you just are like, nope, we don't have it. We don't have it. But we might have it by Wednesday. That's when our shipment comes in. Wink. Wink. There you go. So Kazuda Ziono has never worked retail. Never. That's what we have learned. And he gets conned into sort of delivering these goods to this alien man who's working for the First Order. Because what on earth could the First Order be doing with a machine that drills into the Earth? <gasps> what could they be doing? I don't it? know. It's looking for Destructium. <laughs> I hope it's called Destructium. I, I, that's what we're calling it now. Evilium. Badnessium. Blasterfulium. That's it. They're looking for it. So clearly they're working on Starkiller. Yeah. And we're going to get... What? Is that what they're doing? You no way! No, <laughs> Starkiller base in The Force Awakens. What? Yep. No We're getting way. there. The trailer. The, remember? The, the trail of, like, the yarn trail is all coming together. I can see it now on my vision board. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm really surprised we saw as much 
from in the mid-season trailer as we did. Me, me too. Because I thought for sure, I mean, it's possible that the finale is going to be Hosnian Prime, and mm-hmm. I think it still might be, because it's, we only have like, uh, like six yeah. more episodes left. I mean, it's a good finale to have. It's a good finale, because that's when things get real, and season two is, there's only like a week that you can work season two in mm-hmm. before going into the mysterious time skip. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we're going to get into that mysterious time skip, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. It's going to be so good. But and, and, moving on in Dangerous Business, I really like this episode. It's really funny. Kaz. I like this one a lot. Kaz is very charming. I think he's a cute boy. And he spent the entire episode without that green jacket on. It was a good choice. Great choice. Good choice. He's handsome. He's, he's such a He's handsome, and they do such a good job of animating him. Like, his facial expressions are always very good. There was a part in the, the Bebo episode where Sonara and uh, Sarnara is in the episode. So, one of these days you'll watch it. Yeah. But, and Kaz are on a boat, and he's just kind of... Because dis- Sonara doesn't really remember who rescued her, because mm-hmm. then she would know... He's part of the resistance, right? Which he can't let people know, right? It's a confusing little line, but he was just kind of being like all coy and like, "Don't you remember? He was he was kind of handsome, right?" <laughs> oh, Poe Dameron. Yeah, yeah. Must I mean, have been you can't him. deny Poe Dameron's a handsome man. Yeah, <laughs> I I I like Cass having a crush on Poe. Me too. Everyone, well, I mean, who doesn't who have, a crush, doesn't have a crush on Poe? And also, he's always trying to make sure that you have a crush on him. Oh, yeah. Every time Poe talks to anybody, he's like, we're gonna walk away from this and you're gonna think about me later on. Poe Dameron needs a how to make people fall in love with you seminar. Yeah. Because he's excellent at it. Yeah. Every conversation he has, he's like, hold on, I've got chemistry seeping out of my veins. Yeah. He's and absolutely, for those who play D&D, absolutely that bard who's just like, what? I'm gonna try to talk my way out of this situation. Look at that, I did it. <laughs> Wins every time. Look at that. I... Level 20. Wow. Is that, can, can you, is that a high level? Level 20 is the highest level you can get. Nailed it. <laughs> so he's a level 20 bard. <laughs> Damn. He's real good. He's real good. He's a good bard. And then Flix and Orca come back at the end, and they're cute. And they're bickering, and Flix is like, I do not look like my mother. I look more like my father, and my father was part Gungan. <laughs> I don't know how many times I have to tell you that Gungans do not have feathers. What, you need to stop lying about your dad? I'm like, it's cute. Oh, my good ODP, please write them into fix all the time. You, Kaz, you better start talking before he kicks you in the next week. And I'm like, that's so cute. Yeah. And, uh... Speaking of resistance I'm, and Orca, mm. I'm having a bunch of new resistance patches. They're coming into the store at Squadron Goals, uh, Etsy.com slash shop slash Squadron Goals. I'll have a whole new patch set for resi- resistance only. So it's a four-patch set that will be on sale relatively soon. Mm. And it will have Tam's patch, Yeager's patch, Kaz's New Republic patch, and Orca's patch. Because Bobby Moynihan himself asked me to make an orca patch. And I was like, well, I guess I have to. Well, I can't say no. I can't say no. Here you go, Bobby. <laughs> Just for you. Making this one. But I actually, I genuinely super love Flix and Orca. And There's I want a whole favorite. episode of yeah. just them talking to each other. I want a B episode, like, a, not a B episode, but you know. Yeah. An episode where you're like, okay, well, this is just the fun episode where we just get those two. 
Because we have yet to watch the Resistance shorts that have been coming out. Yeah. And I kind of forgot they existed. I had no idea they did. I forgot. So, so we'll do that eventually. Mm-hmm. And I think Tora's in a few of them, and Tora's yeah. my favorite. So I just want to watch some Tora. She was definitely in a lot of those thumbnails. Yeah. But anyway, thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Hotox First. I think that's really all we've got for today. Yeah, that's really all that's happened. Yeah, and and for for the meantime, unless something really big drops, we are going to be every other week mm-hmm. until things start picking up again. Just because I don't want to be like pushing these. Either I want to have episodes that are fully researched and ready to go, mm-hmm. or episodes that at least have some that are longer than subs- fifteen minutes. Yeah, because we're we are getting new episodes of Resistance every week, but it's hard for us to really make a whole podcast about it. Yeah. Especially if they're episodes like Bebo, where you're like, well, that was, there's nothing really to break down there. <laughs> Besides, these, these mom ones in back. Yeah. There we go. And we should be getting more stuff about Star Wars Celebration soon. We're really due for it. <laughs> we're, we're due for the title. Yeah. So I could be saying this every other week thing, and then we have a podcast next week. It just really depends on the amount of news that are come out. But mm-hmm. unless we have a decent amount of stuff coming out. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Who Talks First. I'm one of your hosts. I'm CT. I'm your other host. I'm Solo. And we'll see you next time. Bye.